Shaldun, the Holy Letters of the Rebbe, in volume 8, this is letter number 2423, Baruch Hashem, dated the 22nd day of Shvat, Chovei Shvat, Tavshin Yudal. That happens to be, many years later, the yard site of the Rebbe Tzilchai Amushka, the Rebbe is the Litwai, Brooklyn, Sholem Uvracha. The Rebbe said, I received your letter, dated the 17th day of Tevis, in which you write the uh, main, the headlines of your life, and from your order, how you studied up till now. And the Rebbe says, I'm surprised you don't mention if you have a shear, a, a, a study a schedule in the study of Hasidus or Musar. If at all times that study was necessary, how much more so in our time? The generations of the heels of the Mashiach, that the obscurity, the interferences, the blocks on matters of fear of heaven and the observance of practical mitzvahs and actuality are big. There is a lot of a lot of blockages, a lot of interferences. Especially when you find yourself in a place where there is not many religious people and part of these blocks, these challenges and the uh, difficulties are the various questions that people are asking about the supreme supervision. But their intention is not to answer questions, but it's really trying to find excuses, amasla, in order to be lenient in their observance of mitzvahs. And sometimes also to answer by just asking these questions to appease the wishes of the Yetzir Hara, of the evil inclination, to remove the yoke of the heavenly uh, kingdom. Basically, the Rebbe says, it's a very difficult time. One needs to learn Hasidus and Musar, because in this generation of the hills of Mashiach, there's a lot of obstacles, and there's a lot of hindrances on being able to observe mitzvahs, and uh, Yerushalayim, because people ask questions. And the reason for the questions, they're not looking for an answer. They're just trying to find reasons to be lenient or to remove the heavenly yoke. So the Rebbe says it's understood that in a letter, it's difficult to explain at length all of the above questions, which are coming by the counsel of the Yetzer, especially that, as said, apparently the Rebbe, he wrote to the Rebbe many questions that people are challenging, you know, Yiddishkeit. So the Rebbe says, especially, most of the questionnaires don't really have intention to get an answer. They're just trying to find a reason uh, to lean on why they can walk in this crooked way, crooked path. But yet, the Rebbe said, I will try, at least briefly, to explain this that they asked him. 
How can you believe in the divine specific supervision or even in general that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the master of the world and leadeth? But at the time that we see, for example, in Holland, the past year that there was the ocean flooded part of the dry, dry land. And Rahman al-Islam, God forbid, several hundred people, men and w- women and children, in addition to the damage in property and in assets. The Rebbe is asking, how could you say that Hashem supervises? So the Rebbe explains, I'm going to give you a, an example from another area. Let's let's imagine uh, for yourself a person who was never in a settled area. He grew up in a desert all by himself. And then all of a sudden they bring him into a, ru- a room of a dentist. A refishinai. They bring him into a dentist room. Or a operating the Rebbe calls it a chirurg. The person sees that there is a child sitting on a chair and his hands and feet are tied to the chair and the dentist is taking out one of his teeth. Uh, and the child is screaming with a loud voice. Or in the example of the operator, who one who's uh, the doctor, the oper- the one who's operating, sees a person tied to a table, so that he can't move his limbs to protect himself or to run away, and you operate on him and you pour his blood. So it's self-understood that's one who has no idea whether these doctors are people who have decency and righteous. And goes without saying, he has no knowledge in medicine, in the science of medicine. So he is going to decide completely that these people who are handling this child or the one who's being operated on are gazlonim, they're murderers, that they are they're bandits, that the entire intention is to cause huge and powerful pains to those who end up in their hands. So you end up in their hands. That, As opposed to if this guest who comes from the desert had a knowledge in how we heal the body of a human being, sometimes you need to make an operation, sometimes you need to uproot a tooth that has been ruined even though that at the time the pain is very great but that's the way to save the person from continuous pain and uh, uh, devastating pains and his body will be healthy for the next tens of years so even if the person has this individual has no idea in the medicine, the wisdom medicine. But if he is sure in the sense 
of justice and good of the dentist or the one who's performing operation. So even though while you're in pain for the pain of the child or the one who's being operated, but you are very uh, clear in your eyes that the pain for a short while is worth for the benefit for 10 years to follow. The same thing is with our situation. Each one of us sees temporary happenings that take place for a period of some days, months or years. And you forget totally that the soul was in existence thousands of years beforehand. And since the soul is eternal, it will also be in existence forever after this. So if through pains of a small while, a light pain, a a, a small while relative to the time of the life of the the soul before this happening and after this happening, and that would bring a benefit, eternal benefit to all the past time and the future. So then not only would you not complain about the pain, but reusing the language of the prophet in Yeshaya 12.1, he would say, Oitcha Hashem, turn after me, I'll thank you Hashem, for you have uh, sort of punished me. Uh, sometimes this is for the benefit, in perspective of the person's life. So the basically the Rebbe is saying, well, the person who has no idea what the dentist or the operating, what the surgeon is doing, may come to conclusions that he is cruel and uh, taking defenseless people, tying them up and uh, hurting them. But if he knows that uh, this is the way to heal them for their future benefit, and even though it's painful, but it's beneficial for the future, so we don't know really for the soul, uh, which is eternal and was many years before, so sometimes a small pain is worthwhile. So the Rebbe says, it's self-understood, there is an additional question. So why is it in such a way created that in order to benefit for the good, why do you have to go through all these pains, this not not good? Why should you need tearing out of teeth, uh, uh, uprooting teeth, or operations, as mentioned before? Or even more generally speaking, why doesn't Hashem give to each one and one whatever they need as a free gift without any effort on the, from the side of the recipient? On the contrary, our sage of blessed memory said that the reward comes based on your pain, your investment. The harder the pain you have, that's how you get rewarded. So, why is that? From Hashem's perspective, who is the essence of good, it would seem He should have given all the needs without that the recipient should have to do anything about it. So the Rebbe says, this is also explained at length in our Holy Svarim. It's not the place now to answer that. May Hashem, bless Hashem, succeed you to learn Torah with your pure Yerushamayim without entering into Pilpulim to uh, and questions and and give and takes. Believe in Hashem, in a simple, complete faith, a simple, innocent faith that Hashem is the essence of good, 
and therefore you can rely fully that all of his ways are good and proper and correct. And Hatsur Tomim Poloi, the rock, justice, his actions are whole. And then you will go your path securely, the path of Torah Mitzvah. And in, even deeper than this, you come to the service of Hashem in this direction with joy by setting up time to learning the teaching of Hasidus. As far as your mother's Parnasi Bar wrote about the livelihood for his mother, I have passed along to the office to look into if there's something we can do about it, and they will write to you with blessings. So the Rebbe tells him, you know what, don't worry about the questions, don't get involved too much. Serve Hashem with innocence, believe in Hashem, trust in Hashem, that Hashem does the right thing. Don't get into big discussions and philosophy about why and where and when. Go securely and know, trust Hashem, that His ways are correct, and you will reach to serving Hashem with joy. And the Rebbe says, as far as the practical thing he asked about his mother's livelihood, he will give it over to the office, and they'll write to him directly. And the Rebbe ends with a blessing.